Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am so glad that you're here today. This show is a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. Oftentimes, God brings things up because they are on the way out. Lean in to the topic that God is bringing up today on the prophetic gift. Be sure to stick around till the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Before I introduce today's guest, I have to share some exciting news with you all. Today, I signed a contract with David C. Cook to write a book on the topic of body image. Now, this book will release in March of 2023, so stay tuned for more details. And just so you know, this book launch will be a party, so if you want to join, you're going to want to be on my VIP email list to get updates. I will email my subscribers for first dibs on joining the launch team, and I promise you it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. All right, well, last week, I brought Tom Lane on the show, And this week, I've invited his daughter, Lisa Corley. Lisa is a wife and mother of three boys. She's been an active member of Gateway Church for 18 years. She's led small groups and is involved in the prophetic ministry. She's taught on parenting, understanding prophetic ministry, and living a spirit-filled life. She loves the prophetic aspect of the Christian walk. Her gentle, loving perspective comes with sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that enables her prophetic words to be edifying, confirming, and comforting to those who receive them. Lisa and I dove headfirst into this topic of the prophetic, so let's jump into that relevant conversation right now. Well, hello, Lisa, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so last week I interviewed your dad. I don't know if you know that or not. (laughs) Did you know that? You know what? He, he We went on a walk the other day and he was telling me about it. So I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, God's just fun. I just love God because can I just be completely honest with you and the listeners? I did not plan that. Like when I was putting out my week and everything, I was like, oh, okay, I'm interviewing her dad. And then Lisa, that's cool. And so he kind of set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd love to ask my guests, what is one fun fact about you that I didn't read on your bio? Well, I would say maybe just some fun little quirk about me. Um, I'm a mom of boys, so I don't often feel that I get girl time or anything. So I have found that I have never watched a Hallmark Christmas movie that I hated. Like I love them all. And so I just think they're just kind of mindless. My boys will walk in and they're like, oh, we know they're going to end up together. I mean, it's all predictable, but it's just a fun little outlet that I just um, love being in a home of all boys to have some little thing that I just am like, oh, it feels all girly and fun. And so that's probably something that I found over even COVID that I was just doing when I was like, I need a, re- a break from all the you know, news and everything of just something that was kind of lighthearted. So how fun. Yeah. My girls and I, we love those too. And then my husband and I have one son, they're always like, Oh, you guys already know how it's going to end. We're like, I don't care. It's still great. (laughs) And I can watch them over and over too. It's like, I know it's just, some of them are really fun. Yeah. (laughs) I want to look into the psychology behind that. What is it that we all just love? I don't know what it is, but (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> something that just makes you feel like happy and they're just fun storylines. And so yeah, I, if you'd find out, let me know. Cause I'm curious too. I will. I'll look into it and I'll get back to everybody. Uh, although I don't know if I want to know, cause then what if it's something like, you know, some deep, dark thing I should deal with in myself. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just, I just want to enjoy the Hallmark movie. Okay. No, <laughs> Good point, Rachel. Don't, Good don't point. take away my Hallmark movies. That's all I got. No, I'm joking. Um, okay, so on to what we're going to talk about. I love the I love those fun facts though because they just kind of help the listeners get to know you and a little more about you. Um, so th- the thing that I wanted to talk to you about today, for those who are listening, um, both Lisa and I attend the same church, uh, Gateway. You've been there 18 years, right? You know what? We've actually been there um, 20. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there. But 20. Yeah. So we've been there 14. And I only know that because we started going when my oldest daughter was two months old. So I just know however old she is, that's how long we've been there. Um, so I have known Lisa for a very long time. And you know, the the topic that we're going to talk about today is prophecy and the prophetic gifting. And I this is a topic I've wanted to bring on the show for a while now. And I just was praying. I'm like, Lord, who would who would you like to speak to this topic? And Lisa's name was the one that came to mind. So where do you want to start on this topic, Lisa? <laughs> well, the reason I love the to- love prophetic so much is because I have seen how it has really changed my life. And we are in a church that does operate so healthy in it. And so I've seen it uh, operate in a way that has just really been so life-changing for so many people that um, really do find themselves just kind of stuck or somehow they're not able to fully grasp everything that God's doing and seeing it in a a way that God's trying to speak it to them that could encourage them. And so that's where I just have been so grateful that we give space for that and think if everyone could really understand what prophetic is, I really think more people would be less fearful and resistant to it and be excited for what that gift could be used in whatever capacity. Yeah, for sure. So let's start with some of the basics. What is the gift of prophecy? Well, a prophecy is a word um, that brings exhortation, comfort, and um, sorry, let me just start over. um, I was going to actually read to you from 1 Corinthians 14.3, which is the Bible verse that it talks about. Sorry, can I just, here we go. Sorry, my phone was mean weird. Okay, I wanted to read, but he who prophesies speaks edification. That's the word I was getting stumbled on that was escaped me. Edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. And so that is really basically what I would just sum prophecy up in those three words. And so how that to me looks in everyday life, because that's the thing that people can sometimes get confused by because they'll see it in a church service or see it done you know, just in the confinement of church and think, well, how do I do this? How do I even know if I have this gift? And probably one of my favorite recent stories that um, happened in my life is I was at a grocery store and, you know, you just, if you'll look for God moments and look for God to be able to highlight people, those are moments that you'll be able to see how God's wanting to speak. And so the lady that was checking me out at the grocery lane, there was just this joy that was 
all over her face. And so, no, I didn't have, you know, something that the Lord gave me that was deep, but it was something that I thought, you know, I need her to see that I see the joy that is all over her. And so I just took a moment to step out of my comfort zone and just say to her, I just wanted to say you just radiate so much joy. And what was amazing about that was she couldn't wait to tell me why she was so joyful. And it was a worship song that she has on a playlist that she um, pulled out of her, her phone out of her pocket and pulled up the video of a worship song that she said just has been such life-giving to her. And so we just had this God moment in a grocery store. And so I just think, you know, if we will not dismiss sometimes things that we have even come to our mind about somebody that we might see passing by, we'll find God moments in those because we don't ever know what somebody is going through. And so we may find that something that we may think, oh, well, what's, what does that have to do with anything? Could be something that encourages them for where they are, happens to be something that they needed to hear, even a compliment of saying, you look really beautiful. You know, they could be really feeling insecure. I mean, it's it's the little things that we have no idea what those moments can do. And so I would just say, you know, it especially when you're still trying to figure out like, what is a prophetic word? I would just start out looking, if something comes to your heart that falls with the edification, exhortation or comfort, then I would say, speak that. And then as you identify that you, that was a God word, or there was something that God did, then you'll know to keep tapping into that same voice and going, okay, Lord, that must've been you. Cause where we wrestle in this gift, is it, is it me? Is it God? Is it Satan? Like we're trying to wrestle those three voices. And so when we find out that we have a moment where we're like, okay, that was a God moment, then we'll be able to realize what that voice looks like to us and how we're able to identify it more clearly in, you know, stepping out in faith in this gift. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the more that you practice that, it almost is a little bit like um, exercising a muscle. I know for me, the more I practice it, and then I have those moments, like you mentioned the grocery store, you know, lady, somebody going, how did you know that? Like when it just blows them away, it gets me excited to be like, okay, God, where are we going today? Here we, you know, what are we doing today? Like, show me, show me something today. So I'm curious though, first of all, I love how practical and just applicable you're making this right now to all of our everyday lives. You know, like we don't need a big stage or platform to do this. You know, we can do it in the grocery store line. Like I love this so much. What do you think keeps us from looking for those God moments and then actually acting on them? You know, I think it can be just as simple as we're busy. You know, we're not um, fully um, aware of just being present at that moment and saying, you know, okay, Lord, what are you doing? And how should I look for you wherever it is that I I am? And then sometimes it's also, um, we don't want to be embarrassed, you know? So what if we, we think of something that, you know, okay, God, like that person keeps coming by me in the grocery store, or for some reason, my attention keeps drawing over to them and, and they look sad, you know, Lord, do you have something that can encourage me? You, you just don't want to go over them and maybe feel like they're not wanting anything to do with you. So sometimes it's, it's really just the simple, you know, just, we don't want to be embarrassed. We're busy. There's, there's just some 
just think little things like that. I think we can often just talk ourselves out of stepping out in faith, you know, and, and realizing that, you know, God's just looking for anybody that is willing to say yes, you know, and I love this visual because, you know, so often we put so much pressure too that if we're trying to come over and, and say, you know, when I was looking over at you, there was just this, this overwhelming compassion that rose in my heart. You know, we try to think of these really churchy words, you know, because maybe we feel like we don't have the right things to say or how to deliver it. And so we can talk ourselves out of going to the person, but, you know, people are looking for just any kind of compassion. So even just coming and saying, you know what, there was just something that came on my heart. You don't even have to get too churchy because you don't often know where people are in, in their own life. You know, you start trying to use, you know, do you understand the gift of prophecy? Do you understand that God speaks like you may be already five steps ahead of them and they're maybe here. So if you could just lead with something pretty basic, then you may see God open the door of like, well, how did you know that? Or what drew you to me? Or, you know, God may just be able to open the door a lot wider if we're not trying to come on so strong too. And, you know, feeling like we're trying to validate even that we're trying to be prophetic too. So I, I have found that God's opened the door on with some people, you know, if I've felt a word drop in my heart to even approach them, and not say, hey, I've got this word from the Lord. I've even started with, you know, I, I really believe I have an encouraging word for you. Would would you be willing to let me share it? And I've had more people receptive in that way because they don't feel that I'm trying to push a word from the Lord when it's really, they're the ones wanting to decide if it's for the Lord, right? Yeah. So that, that can often sometimes be um, a turnoff if you're too aggressive because you know, we're just really the vessel. And so I don't want to always push whatever it is that I have as an impression from the Lord. And I want them to go and take it before the Lord and decide, Lord, is this for me or is it not for me? But I told the Lord um, a long time ago that I never wanted to um, be too embarrassed to deliver a word because I have seen him move in ways that I could have never expected and seeing people's lives just impacted because they were so desperately crying out for the Lord to give them something, some kind of sign, some kind of just inner intervention of some way. And so I just said, Lord, I don't, I don't want to have any pride that gets in the way of being used. And so I've just been able to have some really cool stories from what the Lord's done because of that. Yeah. So, you bring up some great points. I love how you said that people are looking for compassion. Isn't that, it's always been true, but it's especially true right now, I feel like in our world. Um, you know, and another thing that you brought up was that some different ways, like you said, some of the struggle is we kind of wrestle within our head. Is this me? Is this the enemy? Is this God? We're trying to like figure that out a little bit of who, you know, am I hearing God or is it, did I just not get enough sleep last night or something? And you mentioned three, you know, you went back to that verse, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, and you mentioned the three things that we look for. Does it bring comfort, exhortation, or edification? I think we all know what comfort is. Can you talk a little bit about exhortation and edification for people listening who are like, I've heard those words, but what does that, what does that really mean? 
Well, exhortation is like speaking things that are like exhorting, like that are uplifting to them. Like, you know, I'm not coming to kind of oppress you, make you feel bad. You know, when Gateway has services where we operate in the prophetic, you know, people get um, nervous because they feel like we're here to air their dirty laundry or call out their sin or, you know, put whatever they may be feeling as a struggle on display. And that's not the heart of God. Like he's wanting to remind you of the the strengths and the things that he's put in you. So we're trying to exhort you in those things and help maybe be able to even flip a way that you've been seeing something in your life as a, as a negative, you're able to now see the way that the Lord's trying to just encourage you in that area and then comfort, you know, sometimes things that we're experiencing or going through, we take them in a way that we feel that we're being punished or we're not good enough or God's mad at us. And so the heart of the God of, of God is to love on his people and that there is nothing that would separate us from the love of God. And so in those moments, we are able to be used to comfort people and to be able to just remind them that God's for them that God loves them and that he cares for them. And no matter what you've done, no matter where you are in your walk, like he has not abandoned you, he's right there with you. And so just being able to comfort them, you know, even in, in whatever it is that they're having to experience, you know, there's just a lot of pain that we can have just walking, you know, being in this world too. So it just really can help people be reminded how God is really um, right there with them. And, um, you know, this is a, a gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, that he uses to speak through us. And so just being able to have them feel the Holy Spirit present in a part of their life, that's what we're able to use this ministry for. And, you know, I remember when I didn't operate in this gift and I would go to the services and I would watch this take place. And my husband used to always joke because he thought when Gateway has presbytery services, I won't see my wife. And what I wanted to go and watch was the exchange of the person that would give the word and the person that would receive a word. It was such a supernatural um, thing to watch because it was like the person saying it was really acting in faith of what they were hearing, not knowing at all the application. And you could just see the person that would receive it be so moved by what they knew was clearly from God. And it was just, I mean, just even the way their, their facial expressions would change. It was just unbelievable. And I just thought, God, how broken and hurting are people that just need more people willing to say yes. And so that was always something that I loved watching and wanted to see more of it. And I just am grateful that the Lord gives this gift to us because, you know, for me, I have had things spoken that have spoke destiny into me, that have spoke purpose into me. And what we can find in our own lives is we get in the way of what we even believe that we're capable of or what God is wanting to do through us. And so I'm just grateful how I have experienced it. So, you know, you know, I can argue with your own testimony for sure. And so I just want to encourage more people how they can all prophesy, right? It's, it's open to believers. You know, it's, it's really something that each of us, if we have a relationship with the Lord, we're all able to do these and have these God moments in people's lives. And so even with our own children, 
you know, looking for ways to have uh, prophetic words that you can speak over them. And, you know, we don't need to look for a big platform. You don't have to look for it to be within the church confines. Like this is how you can do it in every day life. We have different levels of platform that can be used. And so don't dismiss, you know, if, if it's with family or just within your friends that you have these words that you are hearing for them and you're thinking, well, that that's really not it because this, this isn't big enough or this isn't being used in the it's just as powerful, you know, it can be just as life-changing to have people within our own circle be, be changed by a word from God. And even one of my own personal testimonies is I was sitting by a cousin in a church service and I just had the strongest impression for a word for him. And sometimes even when it's family, because you kind of know them or feel like they know you, it's like, how do you even approach that kind of thing of saying, you know what, I, I was just standing here and just felt the like the strong impression of something maybe the Lord is wanting to encourage you with. And so I even hesitated to share with him and I'll never forget stepping out of, you know, entering a new phase of our relationship as cousins and saying, you know what, I, I don't want to miss a moment of something I feel from, strongly from the Lord. Can I, can I share with you something? And I, I remember two days later getting this text from him and he just said, I need you to know how timely that word was, how much I needed to hear that. And so I thought, you know, how often do we just dismiss, you know, even the ones closest to us, because what, whatever it might be that you feel like they're not going to receive it or, or is it because I know them that, that maybe I, I know this about them or we just can find excuses, but it can really just open the door for some really sweet, encouraging moments for our family. Today's episode is brought to you by Daily Kairos. The Daily Kairos Journal is a tool to help you draw closer to God by being more intentional with your time and building a stronger daily prayer life. The daily spreads are designed to give your mind and heart a refresh each day and include sections for verse memorization, gratitude, prayer requests, and a daily intention. The right side of the daily spread is an open space to record any reflections as you're spending time in the Word, as well as anything you feel the Lord is speaking to you throughout the day. I have a daily Kairos journal myself, and I love adding it to my quiet time. To shop, head to rachelgilbert.com forward slash daily Kairos. And you can use this special code for Real Talk listeners. That code is realtalk20 for 20% off your order. And those links will be in today's show notes as well. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, you touched on something a moment ago that I feel like a lot of people have questions about you. You said, you know, we can, um, we don't need a big platform. You know, we can do it right here in our own family to our own kids and our, you know, right wherever God has planted us. And so this is my question. And I feel like a lot of listeners would like to know the answer to, do, are certain people anointed to prophesy like I feel like that's a uh, something that is believed among many that like you're anointed or you're not to do it well you know 
I would answer this question, that question in this way, that I think all believers are able to prophesy, which is speaking of edification, exhortation, and comfort. But I do think that there is a recognition that the more that we do it and the more we step out in faith and we um, grow in this gift, like you said before, it's a it's a tool that gets sharpened over time. So I do think that the, there is a recognition of different platforms that we're given that would then give us a, a broader audience for which we would then be able to use this gift. But I would always encourage every believer to say, don't ever dismiss that you aren't able to prophesy because you aren't, you know, in a church service being able to do it in that capacity. You know, God is the one that highlights, God's the one that uh, appoints. And so, whoever he's appointing to these different platforms, you have to trust if for some reason that's not something that's right now for you. It doesn't mean that this isn't something God's wanting to use you for in where he has you now. So I would just say to, you know, look for ways to get plugged in. You know, I still am connected with our prophetic ministry as I've been able to go out and use this gift. I'm like, Lord, you can, constantly amaze me in the way that you speak. So I never even want to put God in a bubble of how he's wanting to speak or use this gift. And so staying connected is huge, is huge. And so if you're wanting to grow, look for classes that you can be a part of, look for books that you can read to grow in this and and see how it's done in a healthy way. You know, our church has equipped classes that we teach that people come and and so you have ways to practice. And then there's a lot of times of just practicing and seeing, you know, okay, was this something that applied to them? Was this something that encouraged them? Okay. If not, then I still need to kind of tweak it a little bit. And, you know, the best thing that I would say in this too, is just to remain humble and using this gift, because if you don't ever think that you're going to miss God, then you might need to rethink yourself because we're never infallible. Like, right. Like God's the only one that's perfect in this way. And so there'll be times where it'll be like, you know what, maybe I'm, maybe I miss God. Maybe I got a little bit of myself in there, but when we are able to see God move, it'll keep us from feeling defeated. Maybe in the moment that when we miss God, that we'll just keep going in faith because if our heart is just like, Lord, I just want to hear you. And I want to encourage your people. Those are the hearts that God's looking for. He's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for a willing vessel. Mm. Lisa, I think that's exactly why God highlighted you to come on and talk about this topic. Cause I do feel like this is an area that could pride could easily creep in especially as you do hear you start hearing from God and you do deliver some words that are that are right on and everything I can see how very quickly it could um yeah the pride could just take over and and all of a sudden you're like wait how did we get here so I love that um you mentioned a few resources on how they could develop this gift what are what are some resources you recommend especially for people who maybe aren't local to Gateway who can't attend you know in-person classes there are there any other resources you recommend on this topic well, probably my favorite book, and this, of course, is the most dear to my heart, is the book that my uh, dad, Tom Lane, and uh, Pastor Wayne Drain wrote on called He Still Speaks. And what I think they do is really make it so they, they take away kind of whatever we have done to make it so complicated and kind of 
not something that we feel can be part of our everyday life. And they just break it down in such a real way. And, you know, so often we can admire the way someone is being used in this gift and then feel like we have to mimic them, but we have to realize that we each are our own expression of the Holy spirit. So we all have the same heart and that's the thing we never want to have our hearts kind of going awry because God's word will never contradict his word. So when we remember that, we will know that our hearts are always in line with what his word will say, but how we see that expressed does look a lot different. And I think they do a great job of how they are able just to kind of lay that out and lay out. If you want to do it in your own church, like how does that look? like with the service and everything. Can I remember talking to my dad about some different resources of what he would think as I'm trying to grow that and what really their heart in writing it is because they didn't feel like there was something just laid out in the way that it was their heart. And they wanted to, at the beginning, take people alongside and kind of have to mentor them and have them come along and, and, just be able to help them grow in this gift. And then they decided the book was going to be a really great tool that could reach a lot more people in that way. Yeah. Awesome. And that's called He Still Speaks, right? He Still Speaks. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love how you said that we each are our own expression of the Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness. That is so powerful. Like so powerful on so many levels. So I just, that was worth repeating. I want to make sure the listeners caught that. Um, you know, before the show, we were talking about something that is burning on your heart right now. And um, you were ta- telling me about the bigger picture of what God's trying to say and how can we align with him to get this message out? Can you share with us a little bit about that? <laughs> Well, you know, there's just so much going on and especially um, when the the world basically just stopped with COVID, you know, it, it became evident that there was so much unrest in a lot of people and there was a lot of fear and, and there just really did seem to be so much unknown at the time. And I just thought, you know what, Lord, nothing happens by accident by you. And so what I was really burdened by was I thought I've got all this free time now. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to fill it with fear of trying to keep up with what's going on every day and that kind of thing? Or do I just get plugged into your word? And, you know, that's where I would just encourage people is to make sure you're, what what is your intake level? Because whatever you are full of, that's what's going to come out of you. And so I have found that in doing that, you know, the Lord was just really trying to helped me to see that there's great purpose that can come out in, in a pause that we, you know, all have experienced and, you know, just kind of even with the unrest, with the political situation and just all of that, of just trying to understand, you know, Lord, what are you trying to show us in this? And so I just don't want people to miss kind of the, the grind of the everyday of trying to wonder when life's going to be back to normal or how everything is, is shifting to get connected with God and say, Lord, we clearly are seeing how in one instant, everything can change and nothing can feel the same, but in that you are still the same God. And so in that you have something that you're trying to even show of like when, when Paul got shipwrecked and their great revival broke out, it's like, you know what, Lord, there could, I, I can see you having moments of, of great revival breaking out. And so if, if there's everything that you're trying to do be a reflection of you or to bring your name great. How do we in this moment be looking for that in the midst of 
of so much that can emotionally really get the best of us. And, you know, just even hearing if, you know, as the Lord was just filling my faith of saying, what am I choosing to believe in this time? What am I wanting to grab hold on as my strength and all of this and finding people that I do life with and how they're responding and being able to really use the faith that God's put into me to help build their faith up. You know, there's moments in life as believers that will be high and then something will kind of bring us down. We'll be up again. And what I have found is, you know, when I have extra faith to give, I'm looking for people that I can share it with to help build their faith. And then there will be moments in my life where I'll be looking for those people that when my faith may feel low, that I can grab a hold of theirs and get a little extra at my time. And so that's kind of where I have just seen the the church and believers come together in a way because we're just kind of needing each other in a greater way because we just feel like so much is is unknown. And there's a lot of people wanting more of God in their life and trying to ask God, you know, what are you trying to say in all of this? And so being able to just be aware of like, God is speaking, God's looking for people that will stand boldly. God's looking for people that will find me in in the midst of everything. And so it's just been, I think, probably one of the sweetest things of spiritually being able to find that God's doing something. And, you know, back to even some of the prophets that, you know, looking for, for voices of people that I would say, I'm, I respect, I don't look at them as the voice of God, but I look for things even that resonate with my spirit, you know, and that would be something that I say, go back to to prophecy because what we're never trying to be as someone that operates in the gift, I'm never trying to be God for you. We're trying to help cultivate in your own walk, you being able to hear the voice of the Lord. And so being able to identify maybe something that you were even wondering, God, is this you or God, is this something that you've been speaking? And then we come alongside and confirm that too in you. And then you're able to walk in faith, but knowing along the way, okay, Lord, I thought that was you. And now someone came alongside and confirmed that. And so you'll be able to go and build and grow in your own faith of hearing God for your own life. And so that's two of the burden now. It's like, I just want to encourage people of like, don't abandon God in this. Don't grow weary in all of this fight. Like hold strong to your faith. You know, God is, is here. God is present. And so I just would say that I am encouraged how people are feeling very, um, I, I think, hopeful again in this and the the messages that have just come out of it too are ones that I think you know what maybe we needed to peel back the layers and rebuild the foundation in some of the lives you know mm-hmm. and so I think it's been um, spiritually a great um, awakening in a way and just some really amazing revelation to come. Yeah. From a lot of the messages in this time too. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's been my heart too. Even just for this show, I've been trying to really bring people on that are bringing us back to the basics. And like you said, reminding us how to hear God's voice for ourselves. And like you said, I have all kinds of people I look up to and, and authors I love and speakers I love, but I'm also trying, I feel like God has me in a season of just come back to me, like come to me first, like come get in the word, you know, get, get, go back to just um, seeking his face before 
anybody else. So, well, Lisa, thank you for taking time to come on today. Is there any final word or anything uh, that you want to share before we hop off here today? Well, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me come on and just to really encourage people that this is a gift that God is wanting to use today. And if you will just be able to take time, create space for God to be able to speak into your life, He absolutely will speak to you and he will then be able to use you in a way of just helping encourage people. And what I love about this gift flowing healthy in a church is it makes us look different to the world and it will identify something about us that makes us unique because the world is all about trying to put people down. How do I step over somebody to, to get myself higher and and more recognition. And if we look for ways that we can encourage each other in what God's doing, how we can edify them and how we can help comfort them and what, what they're going through, I just think it's going to help us all be a better version of who God created us to be and help us get us on the, the path and the, the destiny that he has us all um, called to. Amen. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, I can't wait to release this to the listeners. Thank you, Rachel. It is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps that you can implement into your life right now. Now, I know this topic of the prophetic, it might be new to some of you, and it could be old news to others of you. Either way, I want to challenge all of us to lean into the voice of God. I'm going to just wrap this up by asking you two simple questions, and feel free to kind of think about these throughout your week, all right? The first one is, I want you to ask God both of these things, actually. All right, so say, God, are there any lies I've believed in the area of hearing your voice? Next, I want us to ask God, give me a word of encouragement that I can share with someone today and be looking for that. Okay. When we ask him for these things, he, he is, it's a for sure. Yes. Cause he wants all of us to be edifying and building up and comforting each other. Now, before we go, I actually feel like I have a word for some of you listening today. Here it is. I felt like God said he has strategically planted you in a position of influence. You've questioned why you're in a job or positioned around certain people. And it's because God wants to use you. God is going to amplify your voice in this next season of life. Prepare for it by leaning in to the still small voice of God today. All right, well, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. And hey, if you have not already left those Apple Podcast reviews, please be sure to do that today. Okay, friends, that's all. I pray that this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.